It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Well, Jimbo Fisher said the quiet part out loud, and I think a lot of Auburn fans agree. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We will jump into what the addition of Memphis defensive lineman Morris Joseph Jr. means for this team with our guest today, Justin Ferguson, for a little Ferg Friday action. Of course, he with the Auburn Observer. But Jay Ferg, first things first, we are recording this just minutes after um, one of the craziest press conferences I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, Nick Saban calls out Jimbo Fisher. Then Texas A&M sends out to all of its media members, hey, Jimbo's talking at 10 o'clock Central Time, buckle up. And then he just rails on Nick Saban and calls him out for several different things. And uh, it seems like the vast majority of the college football world is like, okay, Jimbo, good for you for sticking it to the man. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's deeply entertaining. <laughs> um, I, I, I said this on, on Twitter, but I think this is the most Texas A&M thing possible because it's so insecure. Like, yeah, hey, Texas A&M, you you out recruited Alabama this past year. You you did it. You won. And instead of being like just living with it, uh-huh. Jimbo Fisher could not stand the fact that he's been been called out. And that's kind of a Texas A and M thing, man. They don't like being called out, and they will make a scene and make a spectacle because they have the money to do so at all turns. And so this is a, a good example of it. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, this is just kind of. I won't even say blowing the lid off of it uh, of of the whole NIL thing, but it's like, yeah, that's this is this is what's happening, and this is the back and forth that's created. Like, you know, it's made people a little bit more bolder to, like you said in the intro, say the quiet part out loud. Like, right. yeah, we know this is happening. We know college football players have been paid to go to schools since the dawn of time, right? It's just a little bit more open now, and you can get away with a lot more stuff publicly. It seems like in the age of NIL, especially in the age of NIL where there are no guardrails, really, because the NCAA screwed up so badly. They they yeah. dug their heels in and they didn't want change so much that you're going to have stuff like this uh, come out. And so, yeah, it's it's deeply entertaining. I mean, I, I don't remember in my time, you know, covering college uh, football uh, of a coach calling out another person by name quite to this level, right? Like, you had the weird pace of play stuff with Gus and 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 Brett Bielema and sure. Saban got thrown into that as well. But that was kind of like, yeah, back and forth. There was some. It was a lot of veiled kind of hits at other people. This is just straight up like, hey man, 
you know, you're broke and we didn't and, and we didn't cheat. Like that's that's kind of the, the crux of it, and it's amazing to watch. It is, and I mean the fact that he called him a narcissist and he's yeah. not going to take his call. He's like, he tried calling he, me yesterday. I didn't answer. Dude. We're done. It's like it feels like middle school drama. He said, she said type crap, and he, I am he, here for it. He said that he should have been slapped. Like that, <laughs> think about that. Nick say like J- Jimbo Fisher came up and said, Nick Saban, for acting like this, my daddy would have slapped you. And somebody probably should do that. Like that's basically Ooh. what he said. And it's like, that's incredible. And he's like, yo, everybody says he's got a college football. Well, you know, I, I'm going after it. And like, he just unloaded. And it's like, look, I mean, these, these coaches don't like each other. The, the, you know, mm-hmm. when you recruit and you, compete at the very highest level it's hard to have like you know good relationships i think back to like we see that we see these examples all the time in college basketball some guys get along and some guys in college football get along there's a lot it's a lot more adversarial especially when you when you are swinging for the fences in recruiting and you yeah. are going and i'm the the most interesting part in all this is like lane kiffin's gonna be lane kiffin and just kind of you know take shots at the side um very interesting and they won't do it he won't do it i think he's smarter than that but like where is kirby smart in all of this because they just won the national title right and he learned from the best like he had the save and playbook and they're the team to beat right now in the sec um i, I think whereas jimbo went off and was like because like we know that alabama and georgia even even though the, the you know kirby and, and nick have you know were together for so long we know that there have been some back and forth there about recruiting, you know, especially when Georgia started dipping into Alabama's territory and, totally. and snagging some, some top folks. Um, I, I would imagine Kirby's going to stay silent on this, which is probably why he's a smarter coach than, than, than Jimbo Fisher. But it's just, it's so Jimbo, it's so Texas A&M that it's like, yeah, it's, it's incredible to watch. Yeah, and then the whole, like, we've built him up to be the czar of college football, and he's like, he knows where the bodies are buried. It's like, go dig into his past, and it's like, why are you saying that, man? Like, that is just such a weird approach. But the most fascinating approach to all of this, for Texas A&M's point of view, in my opinion, is ever since A&M, even before A&M came into the SEC, what was their messaging to the world? It was... We got a lot of alumni. We're a Mm -hmm. massive school. We have a Mm -hmm. massive fan base. And we have so much money. It's crazy. And then NIL rolls around and they're like, no, we're just small town. uh, We're just a small town coaching staff. And it's like, own it. If you believe you're not doing anything wrong, just own it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of Clemson and Dabo to it as well. No question. Yeah, we all know what's going on here. Like, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, if you recruit, if you recruit players at a high level in college football, I don't care who you are. Right. There is stuff going on, whether it's above board, beneath board, you know, whatever, like there's no, I mean, let's, uh, let's, let's just be honest. Like this is an Auburn podcast. Cam Newton came to Auburn. Like, you know, like we don't have to sit here and act like this is not. And I think a good thing is like Auburn fans, maybe more so that I think I've seen from Texas A&M fans and Alabama fans throughout all this. It's like, especially, I think the younger generation of Auburn fans were like, heck yeah, yeah, let's, we should be paying people more. Like that's, that's kind of the thing there. And I think that's a good attitude to have because this is what the sport is, right? right? You know, try to have a moral majority, like just try to have this like, oh, looking down, oh, we do the things the right way and you don't. 
you know, and I think there's a little bit of what Alabama's doing there. Cause like, here's the thing about Alabama at this point where it's like, you know, they don't necessarily need to like outbid everybody. They can just point to the NFL and say, Hey, look, look at that. Let, let's do that. Right. You know, you, you can come do that. But like, still it like, it, keep in mind, this is the funniest part of this whole, this whole story. This is all over Texas A&M having the number one recruiting class in the country over Alabama. Alabama was number two. <laughs> And I think in some ratings, like if you look at average, you know, star rating or average recruit rate, they even beat that A and M class. A and M just right. had more guys. They had more, right? And it's like, this is what's breaking you. This is what's breaking you. Like uh, somebody pointed out, I think it was Stephen Godfrey on Twitter. It's like players are getting money right now, and the big shots in college football cannot like it has broken people's minds in record time. And it's so much fun to watch it play out. It's crazy. And people are always pointing and like, oh, there's something wrong or something wrong. And it's like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I'm fully in on like, you know, the what's, the what's currently happening is bad and broken. It's just different. And we've got to get yeah. used to what's going to happen. And I'm not it's, expecting a whole lot of changes over the next few years in regards to the, the payment. It's dysfunctional, right? It's, it's look, I mean. The college football's get- always been that way. It's yeah, always yeah, been yeah. there. And the whole parody stuff, like that just net that doesn't make sense to me. No, College the football parody, the parody is not about parody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But keep in mind before Saban did whatever that was in Birmingham on um, Wednesday night, his last thing was like, let's get back to parody in college football. It's like, brother, what are you talking about? You're you're dominating for ten no years. Parody. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't that doesn't like there's only like thirty something teams that have ever won a real national championship in college football. Ever, period. And like half of them are in the Ivy League. And like, you know, it's, it's cause they were the only ones playing for a while. Right. Um, no, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's like, I, I think NIL could be approached a whole lot better. Um, the way it's currently said, because there just are no rules. And what now, what you have now is you have schools saying like programs doing whatever they want with no repercussions. And then mm-hmm. other ones that are trying to follow the rules or what they think the rules are. And they feel like they're at an unfair adv- advantage. Right. And it's like, it's different if you say you're at an unfair advantage and it's because the other side's cheating, right? It's a little different when it's like, oh, that's technically not cheating or that's technically still above or because there are no rules in place. So I think we're I think we're racing fully ahead to one of two things happening. Okay. We're either going to get really strict and really clear guidelines about what this is um, and what you can do and what you can't do. Because the NCAA's got to, or well, I mean, it might not even be the NCAA. I could see, you know, when people talk about the the Power Five breaking off and having their own thing now, college football playoff system basically operating at its own. You're gonna have to do that, or we're approaching a world where it's like, hey, y'all are employees. Let's just pay you just directly from from the school. You've got the money to do it. You can do it. It's just like you're gonna do that one or two ways. Yeah. And. You know, right now we're, they're trying to hit the middle lane and it's like, it's like, there's no, you're, you're running through a ton of traffic cones and everybody's mad. Um, before, uh, before we put a bow on this conversation and we move into Auburn's latest edition, Luke Robinson just tweeted out, he hosts Locked on Bama. He just tweeted out at this rate, the only people who can afford tickets to Bama, Texas A&M on October 8th are Texas A&M recruits. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the players in the game. The players in the in that game are going to be the only ones who have the money to oh man to, to pull that off. That's the thing, though, man. Like people, it's A and M is one of the great what ifs in college football because they really don't have a ton of history, championship wise. Right. But man, they've got more money and more resources than pretty much anybody, save for Texas, 
proper, maybe Alabama at their best. Um, it's yeah, they they swing money wise with an Ohio State, mm-hmm. and that's crazy to think about because Ohio State's gigantic, but like right. that's, that's how it is. And then Texas got a lot of oil money. If you're the ag school and in, in the and in the, in the engineering school in Texas, you're you're gonna rack up a lot from from all the resources out there. There's no question about it. All right. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. What does Morris Joseph mean for Auburn football moving forward? We tell you in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Look, I love brownies. Look at me. I freaking love brownies. But you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making brownies. Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. And it'd be good for you. Well, well, well. Built Bar uh, has you covered there. They've got a new creation. This one's better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. Yes, you heard me right. This Brownie Puff takes protein bars to a whole new level. And they're available right now at Built.com. Go to Built.com right now and see all the... Uh, all of the different flavors that they have. If brownie, for some reason, is not your thing, which I'd love to talk to you about that. But check it out. Locked15 is your promo code to get 15% off. That is at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, before we jump into Auburn football's latest edition via the transfer portal, what's going on these days at the Auburn Observer? Yeah, so uh, AuburnObserver.com, you can check it out there, newsletters and podcasts this week. Uh, we had a couple of really newsy podcasts, uh, Painter and myself, talking about all the latest uh, in Auburn football, men's basketball. Newsletter-wise, did a story on uh, Tuesday where, yeah, Tuesday, uh, where uh, I, I broke down something called the P- Pythagorean Expectation, which is basically an old baseball formula that tells you how many games you should have won in a year based on how many, like how much you scored and how much you allowed. Sure. And long story short, 2021 Auburn underachieved. The good news for that is if you're looking for a bit of optimism for next season, teams usually, if they're outliers, they usually bounce back quickly. We talked about close games, fourth quarter offense, stuff like that. You can check that out. The Observer did a breakdown of the teams that will most likely get um, Jabari Smith in the NBA draft now that the lottery's come and gone. Right. Looks like it's probably going to be a race between the Magic or the Thunder, depending on what the Magic do at one, if they want to take Chet Holmgren or not. Did a breakdown there. And then uh, mailbag up on Friday uh, while you're listening to this. So a lot of stuff at AuburnObserver.com. Check it out there. All right, so Auburn adds Memphis defensive lineman Morris Joseph via the transfer portal. And so I don't really understand the entirety of this move. I talked about this when I went live shortly after it happened. But I think this is a great addition for Auburn. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why Morris Joseph picked the Tigers. I don't think he's going to start. He's got, it appears he has one year of eligibility left. And I think it's going to be a great depth piece. I think he offers a little bit of versatility positionally, which is great. Uh, It seems like Brian Harson and Jeff Schmetting really like that, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, So I think it's great for Auburn. I think Auburn gets better defensively with the addition of him, but it's just, 
He's going to be a role player in his last year of uh, college football. And, you know, I mean, role players at a, at a big school in the SEC, have, I mean, you can get noticed, you can get attention. If, if, his, if his dream is to go to the NFL, right, and get, get attention. He was co- the one thing that was interesting about him is that he was committed to Georgia Tech, and then all of a sudden it was like, nope, actually I'm going to Auburn. Um, yeah. You are in a better spot at a place like Auburn than you are at a place like Georgia Tech if it's about getting attention. Like, I, I, not the same kind of uh, move. I compare this a lot to kind of like the Tony Fair move last year where it's like, yeah, you're not going to play a billion snaps here. And Tony Fair had a role, and he played a specific role uh, for Auburn last season. Um, you know, he was probably like – I think he was like fourth or fifth in turn, maybe a little bit lower than that, and guys who had snaps on the defensive line last year's season sure. and snap count. So right. I think you're getting another one of those guys. Super experienced. He's already played four years of college football. Um, you know, at the group of five level, he was a solid contributor. Not a superstar, not a you know, not a guy that was just all uh, you know, all AAC every year, but a guy that's going to play a role. I think he's going to try to get more attention um, and, and get more eyeballs on him. Which this is what the portal's for for these guys. Went, I mean, a long way, you know, a long, long road for him. Started in junior college and was a really good junior college recruit. So, yeah, this is just Auburn lost a lot of defensive linemen in the transfer portal. You brought Marquise Robinson back, which was huge, right. but you still lost a good bit. Um, and you didn't bring in a ton of guys as freshmen, so you go get Jason Jones, and now you go get uh, you, you get Morris Joseph here, who I think is going to be somebody that, like, yeah, you can trust to throw out there um, because he's done it before at the college level, and uh, you just you just need more depth up front. You you don't want to get into a, a situation where you don't have a deep rotation at the you know one of the most important spots on the field. So, how much do you buy into Pro Football Focus numbers? Because he scored pretty well, uh, especially in 2020. His season in 2020 was awesome. Last year was like a little over 70, which is pretty good. I mean, yeah. you take that. What are your thoughts on that? Per- personally, I don't look into their grades a ton because they're subjective. And totally. everybody has a different bit. Now, their counting stats, which they do a great job of with you know, snap counts, mm-hmm. um, run stops, you know, all the, all the objective like actual metrics, the actual numbers. Love looking into them, use them a ton. I, I tend to stay away from the grades just because it's like that process. It's like how, you know, how they grade and who's grading it. Like it, it can, it can be very, totally it can very wildly. Um, but no, I, he, he did have good numbers in 2020. Um, he had some pretty solid numbers last season, started a lot for him. He's just a guy who I think is just a defensive lineman that you need, that you can move around, that you can plug in, that it's experienced. And it's just like, yeah, you don't want to get into a situation where, um, you're breaking in people completely new on the defensive front, or you feel a little iffy if somebody goes down. This is a guy who and, – and the other thing there is he's played on winning teams. Like, Memphis is a really good group of five school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's, I think it's I think it's a lot like what they got last year in Tony Fair. I think Tony Fair had, an ex, like, a specific role that fit him because of his size and the fact that Auburn was playing some more three-down front uh, stuff. But Tony Fair didn't play a billion snaps last season and, and yet still had an impact on this team. I definitely think Morris Joseph can do the same thing. Yeah, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. Brian Harson uh, slid down the CBS Sports coaches ranking from where he was a year ago. Um, I've got some thoughts on that. I'm sure Justin does as well. But got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, NFL and college football futures, 
Um, whatever you want to gamble on, they have it at Bet Online. As they're your continued source for all sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Check it out at Bet Online, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, CBS Sports, ranked Brian Harson as the 27th best coach in their college football coach rankings last year. This year, he has dropped 21 spots and is listed as the 48th ranked head coach. Is that too harsh? Is that fair? Um, I think it's a little harsh, if I'm being honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it's one year. I mean, like, are you saying that, like, one year takes away all the stuff he did at Boise State? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, he wouldn't – you do this – obviously, they had a good, good thought about it coming in. You know, last year was very disappointing for Auburn for sure. Yep. At one point in time, they were six and two. At one point in time, it looked like it was you know going to be a a, a pretty solid year one uh, for Brian Harson, who was changing a lot. Look, I think it's just the perception of Harson has changed significantly because of what happened a couple of months ago, like that or a few months ago. Like that's that's it. Like that's what you, that's what you have to deal with at this point. I think Auburn's dealing with it in recruiting. I think Auburn's going to deal with it uh, throughout the season. And the only thing that's going to fix it is winning Yep. And, and and proving everybody wrong. And I know that's the attitude of this team. I know that's the attitude of this coaching staff. Right. It's just a matter of going out and getting it done. It ain't going to be easy, but you got to you gotta go out and get it done. No, I think Brian Harson is a really good football coach that, you know, his first season did not end well at all. And, like, he will be the first to tell you they had to learn from that and get better at what, like, they have to avoid those mistakes again because otherwise you're – you're not going to hang around a place like Auburn long if you have seasons like that, uh, you know, more often than not. So, yeah, I, I, I think that I think it's harsh, but I also think it's like a lot of those. If you have a feeling like, <laughs> all right, here's here's my opinion. Okay, you how you how how good a coach is should not be swayed so much by one year, right? right? A coach a coach's quality is a coach. I mean, I can't think about a guy like Brian Harson. He has been coaching. At the at, you know a head coach for a while, he's been a, a college football coach for even longer than that. You're gonna say one year knocks you that much off, right? No, a, a coach is a coach. What they did in their seasons, what they did like adapting to a new job, like all that can kind of change. To me, if you're gonna drop a dude off, is your perception of him? It takes multiple years of like, oh, you ain't got it anymore. Like you just like like it's passed you by. One bad year where yes, it was really bad. The ending was terrible. But you started six and two, like you know, it, it was looking pretty solid there for a while. So yeah, and I mean, just, and what happens so if your weird. starting quarterback stays healthy? You know, you you don't fall off what against Mississippi State. What happens? You probably beat Alabama. You, yeah, you don't lose to South Carolina. He totally, he doesn't drop twenty one spots. He does not drop twenty one spots if he beats Nick Saban. No, not at all, one hundred percent. And all and that's like, you can come down to one or two plays that change that thing for him. Totally right. So are are you really going to let that perception be shifted that much? That's my thing about those rankings. It's like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, um, you have to write about stuff in the offseason. Like, I'm in that. You, you're in that with with, with totally. doing the podcast every day. 
It's like you have to do stuff, right? And I get it. I understand you try to do stuff in here, but like a ranking, a yearly ranking of coaches is like, how much is that really going to change? Other than you're just going to look at and say like, oh, this is the coach who did well last year. This is the, uh, you might as well be ranking programs at that point. Or like, it's it's so weird. It's so so weird. It is. We yeah, like Herm Edwards with Arizona State. He dropped the most. He dropped 34 spots. Well, yeah, it's like he broke a bunch of NCAA rules and uh, somehow not fired yet. But uh, yeah, like that, like that. Okay, you can give me a point there, but you know, even still, it's like yeah. And then Tom Allen with Indiana dropped twenty spots, and everybody loved Tom Allen a year ago. So is Tom Allen a really good football coach, or do you have a really good team? It's like if you're swaying yourself that much, it's like yeah, it's just reactionary jump. Yeah. But like, hey, it's this time of the year. It's a it's a useless ranking, and I say that as. I say that useless ranking, not to throw off on the thing itself, but it's like we write a lot. It's sports. It's off-season sports content. A lot of it is useless, and once we get to the actual games, we won't think about any of this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's May, and so it's like we're going to talk about You got to do something. I was plugging in baseball formulas today, to, uh, this week, to talk about Auburn football. That's I mean, right. Do you, do you think Do you think that I not? <laughs> I don't know. But, people, but we love right it, now. right? I mean, as a society, yeah. like we love it so much. It'll give us any form of Auburn yeah. goodness that we could possibly digest every single day. And that's what we're doing. That is absolutely what we're doing, man. How can people find you, read you, hear you, support you, all that good stuff, Jay Ferg? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year to get a full subscription, uh, or you can do a seven-day free trial. Um, I will say this. Uh, we've got all that stuff this week. We've got the next few days coming up. I'm going on vacation next week Ooh. at the middle of next week. So Painter is running the ship next week. Awesome. Um, We've got a couple of really cool podcasts lined up with him, and he's going to do the mailbag, and then we've got a couple of contributor pieces we're going to do as well. So, uh, yeah, it won't be a lot of me next week, but if you sign up, you'll get, you'll still get good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that's at auburnobserver.com. All right, we'll be back on Monday to recap the craziness that happens over the weekend right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.